I only know one way. That's the Padre way. I'm proud as heck to be a San Diego Padre. I played for one team. I played in one town. Smith is ready. Win waiting to pitch. There's a drive. Right center field. Base hit. And there it is. Ho-ho. Doctor. You can hang a star on that, baby. A star for the ages for Tony Gwynn. Number 3,000. And welcome back, everybody, to the 5.5 Podcast. That's right. You're nominated for Best Podcast in San Diego by the San Diego Reader, the 5.5 Podcast. I am your host, Danny Ortiz, alongside my future award-winning co-host, Eric LeBou. Welcome back, Eric. You know, when we just when we started doing this, it was all about having fun, a couple buddies, and to be nominated by the San Diego Reader. You know, I, I can't think of anything much more prestigious. I hope it comes This with... is why we do what we do. It and, is. And, and... and to be recognized... By the, something as prestigious as a San Diego... I mean, David Dodd used to write for them. You know what I hear? That if we win... So everybody go to Best of San Diego Reader. Uh, but if we win, I believe that we get a week's worth of Greyhound bus passes. Free round wow. trip rides. Wow, man. That is an honor. It is truly an honor. Thank you. Uh, to be like included with like such illustrious shows like the, the Kept Faith. The Campfire Shit Show. <laughs> Great name, by the way. Yeah, man. Ghost of Ray Croc sent that sent that to me today. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I read it, and I'm like, wow. How? Like, why are we on here? Like, who, how are we on there? As well? who nominated us? Yeah. So, I mean, wh- whoever listens from the reader and decided to throw us on there, thank you very um, much. But yeah, dude, I thought that was the funniest shit ever because it's so random. It's like it is we, it's out of nowhere, literally. Yeah, and and I, I just think that that's a testament to how great the Padres are playing that everyone cares so. about the Padres and everyone wants to listen to a local podcast it's almost like they had the kept faith <laughs> and they're like well we got to get at least one more Padres podcast oh these two fat slugs will do yeah yeah <laughs> we can't get those zeros yes. from uh, fill in the blank podcast <laughs> yeah. I personally think EVT was snubbed so uh, at least for the opening yeah at, at least for least. the opening fire so, opening yeah rest in peace to those guys but uh yeah man it's been a great week we it's been a couple weeks since we recorded and uh we're back and dude i (laughs) sauces say this is probably the best week we've had in 22 years i have to say i didn't see that coming no (laughs) i did not see that coming man after the uh five games in a row that they lost and the 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 way that they lost the games yeah. I'm like, oh boy, Very here we go. And you know what? The it's not like the. I mean, I think one or two games the offense was completely inept, but mostly it was that damn bullpen. Yeah, yeah, man. man. We would have gotten away with more wins if it wasn't for you pesty bullpen kids. <laughs> God. But yes, after that we just completely undress. Not only we undress uh, Texas, we took him out to dinner and never called him back. <laughs> just an absolute ass whooping. Yeah, of man. Good old Texas. We plowed our way through Texas. <laughs> I, I was like, is this uh, Major League Baseball? Is this uh, the Texas Rangers or Alexis, Texas? Because I don't know what I was watching, but someone definitely got bent over the casting couch. Yes. And I think it was the Texas Rangers and then the Houston Astros. I man. believe we've turned that red state black and blue. <laughs> Fuck me. I was sitting there and I'm like, God. So uh, you see, the obviously, Slam Diego and everything that happened with that. And we'll it's just like, that, yeah. just just seeing like what that brings and the excitement that... that the performance of the team is bringing to this 
game the to the town. It's like the thing that really bums me out, and I was thinking about it. And obviously, dude, it's a huge bummer that we can't go to the games. But then part of me was like, and I know it probably doesn't matter to them. They'll say it does. But part of me was like, I hope the team knows how much that they mean to the city right now and the way that they're playing. Because Sauces also say they definitely know of and check Padres Twitter. Oh, do they? As we know, Flyball Haas and our good friend Carl are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was sitting there and I was like, God, dude, like it would be so great to be there every night and, and just be uh, It would be electric. Remember, remember we talked about last year when they were still kind of sort of in it. They were pretty much, they were in it like going into June. Um, and we had we had talked about like I wonder if they could keep this energy up like over a full season. And I'm like, well, yeah, if they're winning, yeah. you know, I think you can keep it up. It's only when you start losing. Uh, somebody's probably going to go back and listen and uh, check me on that, but <laughs> nonetheless. But um, it's it's like I remember opening day last year, opening weekend. So we had the opening day, and then we had uh, I think it was beer fest Friday night, and that was amazing. But the game I remember last year that makes me miss the fa- like the the fans in which like man it'd be great if we had fans in the in the seats is the game where uh, Manny and Framil basically torched St. Louis on their own. Oh yeah. Paddock went out and threw I think six six innings and threw well. Tatis uh Tatis went first to third on a Hosmer or uh, scored from second on a Hosmer ground ball to short. It was that game cuz we had that awesome like fire orange sunset. That was the game that I remember last year just being absolutely electric. Like everybody was into it. It was a packed stadium, I believe, on a Saturday night. And I'm thinking, man, that's what it would be like pretty much every single game. Like, these last five games at home would have been absolutely amazing. Yeah. yeah. Especially because it... it was them cheating-ass Astros. Oh, yeah, dude. No question about <laughs> and it. And those whiny crybaby Rangers. No question. Yeah, especially after what happened on Monday and Tuesday in Texas. Uh, you know, after that happens, when the Rangers come to San Diego and we're up 2-0 in the, in the series, it, it definitely would have been rocking there. And then that game three, you have the Machado walk-off slam. It's just like... God. Imagine doubting Manny Machado. Player could, of the week, by the way. Could never be me. Yeah, player of the week, Manny Machado. You know, a lot of people were, were kind of down on him. They were kind of down on him. Oh, you know, Manny, he hits into too many double plays. He's just not clutch, bro. You know, He's you, just not clutch. You, and then, like, the whole time, people like Woods was was the biggest uh, oh, yeah. supporter of Manny. Eat shit. Woods really was the biggest supporter of Manny. And, and it's just like you look at it and... It's Manny Machado. Like, the guy doesn't earn 300 mil just for nothing. Yeah. You know, he has the track record of being that guy. And after one week, his numbers are right back to, guess what, being Manny Machado. Like, he is relax. Yeah. I I never overreact about anything. No. I think the most you and I got on him was, (laughs) hey, we need need Manny to, like, hopefully he starts producing. And then he starts hitting, and he's hitting in the hard outs. He's like, "Well, well, he'll be fine. But, man, we really need him to, like get it going yeah let's have some balls fall in there but it's uh it's been better than that he's been on an absolute tear he made that great catch i don't know what hacks are voting on twitter for like best catch of the day shogo akiyama and then somebody else made a catch your third baseman playing out of position in a shift ran down the right field line and caught a fly ball that if texas could have caught it they would have been a world series champion by now <laughs> like that's the best play of the week there's not it's not even close yeah. like how, how could you vote anything else but no, it's, it's been an amazing week. Manny has been absolutely – another big home run yesterday. Huge. Yeah, hit, the, hit that huge home run in the eighth inning. Got them the W for sure. Yes, sir. So it's, it's been a fun week. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Rangers. Let's talk about crusty old play the game the right way Rangers. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that. No. <laughs> Needless to say. No, I wasn't a big fan of the manager either. And, you know, I, I didn't think that it was a big deal. I didn't even notice until the next pitch went behind Manny. Yeah, I was like, what the hell's going on? I was like, what is this? And, like, so my uh, my YouTube TV is, like, a pitch behind nice flex. The, the notifications and the scoring notifications on the MLB app. So I'm sitting there, and I see uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. hits a grand slam. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, here it comes. I tell Kelsey. I'm like, hey, watch this. Watch this. And then he just, you know, tattoos it to right field. And uh, I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I get jump on Twitter, celebrate with everyone on Twitter and yeah. shit. And then I, I hear, oh, oh, boy, after that pitch to Manny. And I look up and I see the ball went behind him. I'm like, what the hell is that? And then the talk comes, the 3-0 count, the unwritten rules, and how he violated the unwritten rules. I've, I've been playing my whole life. I've never heard swinging at a 3-0 pitch is some unwritten rule. It's only because he hit a grand slam. If he'd have singled or struck out or swung and missed or popped up or flew out, nobody would have given a shit. Well, it's only because he hit a grand slam and they basically stepped on their throats. Here's, I've never heard of that eat. I've heard of the whole, you know, it's pretty... Well, it's for running up the score. Yeah. When I think running up the score, I think stealing up by... X amount of runs, six runs, seven runs. If you yeah. steal, if you're outside of slam range and you're still swiping bags, yeah, you're taking, then, you know, you're trying okay. to score from first on I, a double. I get the unwritten yeah. rules in that in that regard, but if it's a if oh my god, you swung at a three zero pitch, well, don't get to three zero, you know, or don't throw them, don't throw them what you threw them a three zero count. And the idea, like, oh, a seven run lead, Bruh, Have you seen our bullpen? Exactly. Like they were up six nothing the next day and they won six to four. Yeah. Yeah, so I have no obviously I have no issue with I, I have no real. issues either. I do have an issue with the way that Jay Stingler handled it completely, at the end of the game. Completely, completely bombed in his first real opportunity to really like step up. Came off like as a complete cuck. He he really did, and the the issue that I had with it is it just really showed like. That he still has allegiances over there in Texas. Yeah, he's... because I feel like the way that he came out against. Well, against uh, the Tatis Grand Slam was like a lot of like, hey, I gave him the take sign. Don't look at me. You know what I mean? Like, hey, hey, we're still cool, right? Chris Woodward, we're cool. Uh, guys Chris over in Woodward. front office. Uh, that's the way that it came across to me. Like, hey, it's not me. I gave him the take sign. He did not see the take sign. So this is a teachable moment. No, <laughs> jackass. No, like you don't. You don't do that. Like as a manager, it's your job. Like maybe you say some dumb shit that you don't believe or that your buddies won't be happy with. Yeah. That's your job. Like don't say, oh hey, our superstar, the face of baseball, upcoming face of baseball, missed the sign. If he missed a sign and you're pissed off, I get that. Tell him tell him behind closed doors. Tell him in the dugouts. Pull him in or in the clubhouse. Pull him down into the tunnel. Hey, you missed that sign. It's great you hit a grand slam, but you you can't be doing it. You gotta pick up the signs. Yeah. Do that. But to go out there, to go out there in the presser and just say, oh well, he missed a sign. That just had a lot of like hands off. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm. All that's he not had me. to do, all he had to do was say, hey, you know, typically when we're up by that much, we'll usually put on a three zero. You know, we'll usually put on a take sign three zero just to see one, especially because he wasn't around the plate. But I'm not mad he went yard. Like that's all he's got to say. Yeah. Because that's essentially how he felt. He was, hey, yo, that's supposed to be a take sign. But I'm not mad. He just put four more runs on the board. Like. Once he got a chance to, after Twitter blew up and he pretty much knew everybody in San Diego except his wife hated him. Yeah, oh, let me backpedal that. Yeah, yeah. Backpedal's <laughs> not the word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> More like fumbled downhill backwards. And, dude, on top of that, the next pitch went right behind Manny. That Again, that's your $300 million guy. Yeah. He didn't do anything. No. He didn't do anything at all. And I'm not, adv- you know, I'm not advocating, you know, this 
Neanderthal. Let me just start throwing at people. I've always been. Hey. You can throw behind the guy. I don't care. Like, you don't have to play. They didn't plunk Manny, but you can throw behind Manny. And we all know that Woodward and his, well, I don't know what's going on. It was bullshit. Yeah. Because after the umpire crew, everybody and MLB got together, uh, good old uh, Chris Young, former Padre Chris Young, stepped up for his old team and said, yep. eat shit, you guys are suspended. Yeah. Yeah, and so, that's against his old team, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it is. Chris the Young team that traded him yeah. to the Padres, yeah. who then made him an all-star. Yeah, he's like, suck it. And got him killed by Albert Pujols on two separate <laughs> occasions. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's like you don't have to plunk him, but, like, throw behind him. Like, stand up for your team. Do something. And if you don't, if you're not going to throw behind him, maybe he's just like, you know, I don't want to do that. I used to be a batter in that position. I don't want to do that. Okay, that's fine. If the umpires come back and they don't issue warnings, get not you're sorry five foot two size 30 40 pants out to the out to the field and yell at the umpires and get tossed you have to get tossed yeah. at the very least you have to get tossed something you have to yeah he he failed and you know what other than the bullpen management which has been really questionable regardless of quality of bullpen like this how he uh, except yesterday i think he did better but for the most part like i've actually felt like hey you know I don't really notice, we've said this before, I don't really notice Jace Tingler like I used to notice Andy Green. The shifts are working, I feel like, incredibly well. The team, the coaching staff as a whole seems to have a better, bigger impact on the team. So I haven't really noticed him, but this was just a complete, just fumble. His first chance to really make a statement as like a Padres manager, and he completely flopped. Yeah, he really just did. Just limp-dicked his way out of that press conference. Well, thankfully thankfully enough, that had no impact on the team no. and their motivation. Or and and I, I made a conscious effort to not tweet out, well, we lost the clubhouse. <laughs> you know, you don't protect your guys. You know, this is what happens. You're going to lose because I'm like, you know, let's just see how it plays out. Yep. Let's see how it plays out. And you kind of saw, like, after Manny got thrown behind, he just kind of, like, smirked He's and like, nodded. Okay, I like, like, I get it. Yeah. Like, Manny gets the game. He gets, he gets you know, playing the playing the game. He gets it. Yeah. And so, they didn't throw at him, and I think if they'd, have cl- if they'd have plunked him, he'd have been furious. Yeah. But because they threw behind him, he's like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, so let me, I mean, I don't know, man. It's like I, I see that ball go behind Manny, and I just think you have to, have to, have to do something. At the very least, get tossed. Yeah, and if at you're the not, very least. if you're not gonna get tossed, you, you throw at someone. You just do, <laughs> you do. It's not I, throw behind him. I realize it's dumb, but like throw at Gallo's feet, make him dance yeah. the next inning. You have Perdomo coming in. Like, is anyone gonna question if the ball got away from Perdomo? <laughs> and, and and I think that I think part of the reason why they didn't issue warnings is because they're like, well, let's get let's let the Padres get their chance. Yeah, and they didn't. They didn't do it. No. So yeah, that was just that was just a huge a huge. Uh, no no for me uh, when it comes to tingler but uh, again didn't lose the clubhouse they're still in a good chance to get to uh the postseason you have it written down here per baseball reference 94 percent chance you may as well lock it in i mean they and their schedule we talked about this early in the early in the uh like i feel like early was like two weeks ago but we talked about the season started back up and we looked at the schedule after the Dodgers series, which we knew was going to be huge, unfortunately, it was a huge bummer. Everything else minus the Astros looked pretty good. You know, the Rangers are at best a 500 team. Like, they have Jordan Lyles starting for them. We used to have yeah. Jordan Lyles as a starter, so we know where direction your team is going in when he's uh, got a spot in the rotation. But <laughs> Not uh, great. No, not great. But, um, you know, we had said, I believe that uh, – you know, after the Dodgers series and minus the Astros, everything looks pretty good because I think at this point all they got is the Rockies uh, and the Diamondbacks. The Rockies are on a complete slide. They're be 
Uh, good old Bud Black coming just through. Just as we knew it was going to happen. Uh, well, didn't I say, I was like, don't, Bud Black will find a way. Yeah. He'll find a way to figure out how to lose one way, one way or the other. We had said they hadn't played the Dodgers yet. It's nope. Bud Black. Yep. Relax. Yep. <laughs> like the Rockies, or the Rockies are going to come crashing down to earth. And lo and behold. Yep. They are uh, ripping up their playoff chances like Bud Black ripped uh, Milton Bradley's knee. Yeah. But uh, they're on a slide. Uh, I don't think the Diamondbacks have been that hot of late. Um, I think we're getting the A's soon. Aren't we playing Oakland pretty soon? I don't know if you have the schedule pulled up yet. I don't have it in front of me, but I know after uh, this last series, we're going to win three straight against the uh, Seattle Mariners. <laughs> so that's coming up. And then they go to Colorado, as I have it right here. They go to Colorado this weekend. And then okay. after that, uh, it looks like they are in Los Angeles uh, to face the Angels. And then they go to Oakland. Okay. So, so yeah, so yeah, you're right. So Oakland's going to be the big test because. Uh, the Mariners, you know, the Mariners get a lot of pub because they have like Kyle Lewis, these other younger guys, but they suck. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm not the, worried about them. The so. Angels are even worse, I believe. The Angels are on pace to finish like 20 plus games out of first place <laughs> in a 60 game season, which is <laughs> just shocking, just absolutely shocking. You look at the talent they have on that team, and they it's have just no like, pitching, man. They have no pitching, and you know what? They really hired a bum in Joe Madden to yeah. manage that team. Yeah. I mean, imagine I couldn't wanting imagine. that guy. Yeah, I could never <laughs> imagine wanting him, dude. Jeez. Thank God here's we the, ended up with Tingler Magic. Here's the thing. I always felt like the Angels get overrated for two reasons. Obviously, they have Mike Trout. And anytime you have Mike Trout, you should have at least have a chance. right? But they had Otani, who hasn't thrown in over a year. Now he's shut down again. He's basically a DH only now, which means they got to lug pulls his dead body out to first base. Yep. Um, and great, they signed Rendon and they got Madden, but they have no pitching. They've never had – they missed out on Garrett Cole, which is who they needed to sign. Because yeah. I don't care who they had offensively or in the dugout. If they weren't going to sign Garrett Cole, they had no shot because yep. they have no pitching. Um, they've somehow uh, they've somehow brought Dylan Bundy's elbow back to life or his calcified <laughs> shoulder. Um, and he's pitching really well. We might talk about him in a little bit uh, here when we get into uh, the upcoming trade deadline, which should be pretty interesting. But, yeah, I'm not worried about the they're, – they're terrible. Justin, have you looked at Justin Upton's stack cast numbers? Dude, it's really bad. I saw someone mention bring Upton home, and I'm like, oh, let me look, because I love Upton. I've always been a big Upton fan, and I loved while he was here. And I'm like, let me look at his now. Oh, my God. Oof. That's bad. And he's still owed a lot of money. He is. That is not looking great for them. Oh, man. Good Lord. talk about a plummet. Good grief. Yeah. Our good friend friend, uh, Cook here, our honorary Rasa member, had shared his stack cast numbers, and oh, it's, it's, it's not a pretty sight. Yeah. Very sad for a former Padre, but not worried about them. Oakland's going to be a big test because they're loaded. Yeah, they're they're loaded, but uh, I think we'll be fine. I think we're going to be pretty good. Um, let's talk about the trade deadline. I just mentioned it, but the trade deadline is it's already here, folks. We didn't have to wait. It is. It's, uh, it's going to be, I believe, uh, next Monday. Yep. There's a trade deadline, 31st. so by the time we are going to pod next week, so we're not going to take the week off. We'll, oh, uh, that's news to me. Yeah, yeah, we'll pod. That's news to yeah. me. We can't not pod on the trade <laughs> deadline. If they don't make a trade, you think well, I'm going to lug my fat ass out here and set this up? Imagine me there lugging no my way. fat ass down here. For there the, ain't no fucking way. It is cooler here than it is in a 110 degree uh, Safari Park Escondido. Yeah. But uh, if they make any trades, then we'll pod. So we're we're tentatively planned to pod. But, TBD. Yeah, TBD. <laughs> but the uh, trade deadline is on Monday, so uh, if we do come on air, then everything will have been done. So I think it's pretty obvious, Eric. We absolutely, positively need to get a new catcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I, I can't even... 
I don't like Austin Hedges. Everyone knows I don't like Austin Hedges. But well, I don't like Austin Hedges. You know what, man? Like Frankie, Frankie hasn't done anything. Like, he hasn't done, done anything. For the year, to, right? He's got to be out. Is for the he year. out for the year? I would fam. There's no way Fam is coming back. I don't. Th- I don't know if he saw Fam's hand on Instagram. Yeah, the other he's day. done. He's toast. He's done. He's done for the year. Hopefully, he comes back next year and, and is is healthy, and ready to go. But um, no, you're right, Mejia. Uh, he has that thumb issue, I think, or ligament issue. He wasn't. Doing and that's well. the type of stuff that can linger. Yeah, yeah. So, he was not doing... He was doing well defensively. He was. He looked he very was, good defensively. He was improved, Let me tell sure. you, like, you know, Zach Davies drilled a <laughs> lot of teams yeah. with Mejia catching him and game planning him back As there, did Lamet. As did Lamet, yes, sir. Paddock had some good starts behind there, too. I think the only guy that threw well with uh, Hedges was Richards. But yeah. uh, nonetheless, no, we digress, but... You're right. That could be a lingering injury. There's some guys out there that the Padres could realistically pick up, like Jason Castro, yeah. be a, a decent pickup. But yeah. I mean, realistically though, um, I think the two biggest spots, other than catcher, we gotta replace Profar. Yeah, God, he's killing us. You he, can't have Profar play every day in left field and expect to be a championship contender. No. You just can't. And he's got you competitive can't. at bats. Like, don't get me wrong. He's not. All, I think over the course of a full season, he might be okay. As like a super utility guy. He right. can play left. He can play second. He can play first. Maybe you fill him in like a DH, but like give people a day off yeah. here and there. Yeah, you know he you know get, get 10, 12 at bats a week, whatever. You know he grinds out at bats. He's like a poor man's Greg Garcia. He's he's Garcia with more pop, right? But less average. Uh, and but like you can't have him. Like I don't care how many pitches he sees for a bat, and I think he was near the league lead last I checked, but. You can't have him out there getting four fucking at bats every single game. Like, you've got to find a way to get somebody else's bat in the lineup. Thank God Cronenworth has broken out. Yeah. And uh, sorry, Luis, but uh, I would take Grish and Crono <laughs> every day of the yeah, week. Yeah, no question. No, qu- I am happy to eat a crow shit sandwich on that one. And but uh, as we talk about the trade deadline, let me just say publicly for everyone to hear. I refuse to question AJ Preller. I just won't do it. Like, At this point, you mentioned Grisham. Yeah, and it's dude, a fool's errand. It, it really is. Like between uh, Tatis and you look at Grisham, you look at Cronenworth. Like seemingly overnight, this team is in a far better position yeah. to uh, compete than they were even last year. And even last year, I feel like they're in a good spot. But when you get rid of the guys that you got rid of, and you add the guys that you've added. Maybe he might know better than me. Maybe yeah. he might know better than you. And um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna question any moves yet. Does that make me a blind homer? No. Maybe I don't care. I don't think. Does it... that make me an AJ Stan? Maybe I don't. I don't so. care. I don't. But if he goes out and he trades guys like, may, like let's say he trades a, a Campusano or or uh, one of our prospects that we expect to be, you know, this this uh, impact piece moving on. If he trades him and he says, hey, you know what? I think there's value elsewhere. Who the hell am I at this point? Because I'm wrong on everything. Yeah. Who the hell am I to sit there and be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know the thought process behind that. Yeah, I uh, I, I, I remember we got Grisham. I'm like, you know, I'm reading his tools, and it's not really anything plus. Per- okay, I'm going based off what I'm reading. I can only go based off what I haven't seen these guys play. Right. And I'm not going to blindly support everything AJ does. But I'm like, okay. So it's a challenge trade. We're giving up an unproven second baseman who I think most fans were just upset didn't seem to get a fair shot. That's why I was yeah. Most that's upset. why I was upset. Like I don't know if he's going to be good or not. I have no. I would hope so. Like the tool, he's hit 
right? He's hit at every level. I don't Gr- think, yeah, sorry. I don't think Urias was ever given a fair shot, and I think that's why I'm so passionate about the Mejia Hedges thing, because I think that yeah. same thing is unfolding right in front of me. Yeah, he's And it pisses me time. off. Yeah, it drives me nuts. It's right? not so much that I'm like, oh, Mejia's the future, because I don't think he is. I think Campusano is. But, we but don't the know. fact that he's not getting that shot, in my opinion, is what drives me insane. Mejia is getting grandal. When yeah. Grandal was here, we had freaking fat Rene Rivera, the doppelganger for my dad, sitting there, you know, getting every, you know, Cashner and Ross and Kennedy, they would all pitch to him, and then Grandal would get the scraps like Eric Stoltz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or he'd go play. Bud Black put Eric, or put uh, Yasmani Grandal at first base. Yep. To platoon with DeAndre Alonso occasionally. It's like, I feel like, I'm not saying he is going to be Grandal, they're different skill sets, but... We don't know what he's going to be by splitting him up. Anyways, we're digressing again. Yeah. So um, I, feel, I feel like people are like, oh, is this a 5.5 catcher bitching podcast? Yeah, the catcher. Complain about That's what we love to do. Catcher, yeah. catcher complain anonymous. So I think that's enough catching yes. for the day. But nonetheless. Um, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> there is no one in San Diego that's more passionate about catching and the catching position than me, except for maybe Dan Cilio. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's about it. Well, he does like the power bottoms, as they say. He here. sure does. Yes, he does. Speaking of getting drilled, but uh, moving forward, um, like all I had to do, like nobody saw Cronenworth coming. I don't give a shit who, what you try to say. Nobody saw this. Like he was a legitimate throw. Like it's like he was an interesting pickup. Oh, he throws hard. He can play middle infield. It looks like he's gonna have a decent stick. Nobody saw him being rookie of the year. Like it's not even the fam trade anymore because I don't really care what happens to fam at this point. To me, it's like we just got an up the middle like everyday player. Who's twenty five? Like for the next five years, we got this guy's prime. Yeah. Like for uh, maybe he's our Ben Zobrist. Yeah, yeah. He might not even be that because the fact is, like, we don't need him to move. Just keep him at second. Like that's true. As soon as they're like, okay, Hosmer's coming back. What do you start him at second? Move Profar out of the way. Get Profar out of here. Start him at second. But uh, you know, Grisham, it's like, well, you know, when I was reading the fan graphs, it's like, well, he hit this year in triple last. This is being last year. Well, he hit this past season in triple A, but. They also had the major league ball there. Everybody hitting AAA, so who knows what's real and what's not. Well, I'm glad to say I was wrong. Yeah. Um, I think Grisham, I, I, I've seen ranges of, oh, he might be okay. I remember I put the uh, Brian Giles tag on him, you know, yeah. a grinder, grinds out at bats, which he does. He grinds out at bats, hits doubles, has some punch, plays a good outfit. He's really good in center. He really is. But that surprised me. way better <laughs> than that. He is, uh, he's a plus defensive center fielders, plus on the bases with pop. Like, he's a, he's not a superstar like Tatis, but he's certainly a borderline star. Yeah. He's an all-star to a borderline star. I feel like every time I look up, Trent Grisham is in a full count. Yeah, every time. <laughs> like, dude, he grinds A-B. And he's still striking out. Like, he hasn't he hasn't quite gotten, uh, gotten the strikeouts under control just yet. So he still strikes out a bit. Once he figures, I don't care. Once he figures that out, good luck everybody else. Yeah. And the Brewers, well, eat shit. <laughs> to quote the great they got Eric Lynch. Lauer. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Lauer is throwing to minor leaguers at their training camp right now. It's just absolute trash. <laughs> but uh, so, so who's, who's some trade targets for you? Let's talk. I mean, we know we need bullpen, but let's talk about position players because um, I believe Chris Cotillo is his name. Mm-hmm. He tweeted out that the Red Sox are willing to eat, sign- I believe it was significant salary or pretty decent amount of salary. To make moves happen, which instantly caused me to think, 
J.D. Martinez. Now, I don't know what kind of numbers he's putting up. I'm about to look it up right now. Well, that's a guy you can look at his stat cast numbers. I looked at it, I want to say a week or two ago, and it didn't look great. But it's J.D. Martinez at the end of the day. Yes. So, I, dude, of course, I'm not going to turn away having J.D. Martinez on the team. But what, what kind of makes me nervous about adding J.D. Martinez is the thought that maybe we don't have the D.H. next year. And then I think that we're really screwed because you can't put him at first because we have launch god Hosmer That's there. That's right. Fly ball Haas. Uh, you have Myers. Oh. You're going to have Tramiel. Oh. You're going to have Pham next year. He can't play a corner outfield position. His so stat cast sucks, you're it right. It does. Yeah, so there's nowhere to really put him. And you have that contract, which, I mean, he's when he's hitting and he's <coughs> JD, he's worth every penny that he's yes. getting paid. But he's also in his 30s. I'm a little bit hesitant yeah. when it comes to... I, I want him, but I'm hesitant. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's like, he's 33. You know, so we don't know if this is him. I feel like for for the run, for making the run this year, I feel like he's a great addition to the team. Yeah, especially if they eat a lot of salary. And let's let's be honest. Like we've already heard rumblings before that uh, teams. Number one, it's 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 a buyer's market because now teams like Cincinnati are like. I think this is an important week for them because they are on the fringe of getting in. You know, they're not quite there yet, but they're within reach where realistically, <clears throat> if they can go on a run and they have a pretty decent-looking roster, like they could get in and then say, okay, well, we're going to buy at the deadline. So there's a lot of teams like that. You know, like the Marlins are not sellers, shockingly enough. Yeah. Um, they're not selling. Um, I don't think the Nationals are doing that well. I haven't checked yet. But most teams are in it. There's only, so, there's only a few teams that are actually going to be selling – and those teams don't really have like great. Like I look at the Orioles and I'm like, I don't really have anything. I like I'd take one year of Alex Cobb, or I'd take Alex Cobb for the rest of this year, but I'm not taking him for like, you know, the whole uh, the whole contract. He's got like another year left on his contract. I look at uh, Kansas City. I would take Solaire, you know, for well, yeah. I mean, yeah. he had 40 bombs last year. Yeah, I mean, and he draws a lot of walks, <clears throat> not a ton, but he's like a 10% walk rate. Last I checked. So those are guys, but let's get it's like I think a frontline starter would would do wonders for him. I think a frontline starter, uh, you look at the Trevor Bowers. But what Trevor are you Bowers willing to give out. up? Because I think that's the biggest thing. Is like, yeah, you can throw the player to be named later um, in there, but with those players, I think we have to remember that you brought this up in our Mad Friars thread, you know, about like Campisano. Hey, why don't we just give him some at bats, right? Right. Uh, theoretically, and it's like, and you made a good point in that. Yeah, they're playing inter squad games, but. How much are they really developing? Like this, this you know, this season is killing development on like a, like a CJ Abrams. That was like his first full season uh, in in professional ball, and he's not really playing. He's playing, but he's not really playing. He's, right. You know, he's basically he's just, practicing. Yeah, he's practicing. That's all. Not they, the you know, game. Yeah. Not the game he loves. Yes. He's practicing. practicing. Yes. It's practice. So just practice. Why are we talking about practice? I don't know. It's but anyway, so I I question, and then we've seen it. You know that teams are not going to be as willing to deal when the season could end like next week. Like the Cardinals are done for, the I think, the week. You know, we've seen the Yankees, the Mets, the Phillies, the Marlins. You know, all these teams getting shut down. Um, not on the West Coast, I might I might add. Not over here. But these teams get shut down. So, you know, they keep, like if the Padres say, okay, we're going to make a fucking run for it. We're going to go get Bauer. Cincinnati's out of it. Or we're just going to give them enough to where they say, you know what, for like a month of Bauer, this is worth it for us. Like it's worth giving up a month of Bauer maybe make the playoffs next year, and then the season shuts down tomorrow. Like, that'd be disastrous. It really would be, and I think as Padre fans, we are all guilty of becoming prospect huggers. To a point. So, so the, the thought of giving up something substantial for four or five starts of Bauer, maybe, yeah. in a month, 
But you have to take postseason consider. I think Major League Baseball. I think he could be our Kevin Brown. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. Have you seen his ERA plus? I think it's like 700 or some. <laughs> Dude, he's off to just an if, incredible start. If we get Bauer, we legitimately likely have the MVP, the Cy Young, and the Rookie of the Year, and probably one of the Comeback Player of the Year. Because I think you could go Hosmer and Myers yeah. as Comeback Players of the Year. I mean, and, and at that case, if you have a three-game series and you have Bauer, you have Lamette, and you have Paddock. Paddock. Uh, Davies. You can use Davies. Davies as the number four. Actually, you know, I might, uh, I might honestly go uh, Bauer, yeah, Lamette, and Davies might, at this point. I might, go, I might do that, too. But, I mean, yeah, nonetheless, I might yeehaw right? Paddock's ass in the fucking bullpen. Hey, 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 he threw up. He threw up. The guy I throw in the bullpen is Richards. That's, yeah. like, absolutely. He's the least – the guy I have – of the four, I don't like, hate that. Padres Twitter would lose their shit if we traded for Bauer because oh, because he's, he's, he's MAGA. Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> throw it out there. Not all of Padres Twitter would lose their shit. Yeah, just but you look at him. You look at Clevenger. There's been some talks about Clevenger, but then also I saw on Twitter the Indians want a whole lot for Clevenger as they should. And I don't he's blame a great him. pitcher. Yeah. He's a great pitcher. But I'm pretty sure that they're likely to make the playoffs anyways, aren't they? Uh, I'll check it out. Right, they now. have a lot of starting pitching depth, man. And if you, they're not people that like to pay a lot of money. So if they can get more quantity, they got five yeah. players Enjoy for Bauer Linder last while year. You can. Yeah, they got five players for Bauer. So if they can get quantity for Clevenger, which it sounds like they want, I think they're going to go for it. And I'm not sure if the Padres would be willing to go to that extent. They might. I mean, it just depends on what the quantity is, right? Like, can we get Framil back? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we I mean, use him as a DH, but I mean, like. I would be willing to move guys like see the thing is like I'm I, now I'm hesitant because he's looked a little better since he came back up Naylor like he looks he's looked a little better now that he's getting like regular bats in the DH spot and I do think there's upside there like I have no doubts he's gonna hit I think DH is perfect for him because you don't have to see him in the field uh, outside of a couple times a week but you know if I'm like if Cleveland says hey look you know we understand the situation or not Cleveland but since he says you know hey look well since he wouldn't want Bauer or Naylor anyways Naylor, yeah. but. Let's say Cleveland. Like, hey, we understand the situation. Like, yeah, we'll take Naylor off your hands. But, like, Naylor, Naylor, Owen Miller, those are the types of guys that, like, I'm willing to move because they don't really have a spot on the team right now. You know, like, even if there's a DH next year. Yeah, but the thing is, I feel like I feel like as fans, it's going to really sting for a lot of us because of how we've been. But we're going to have to expand that list of players that we're willing to give up. because going to be a lot of players. Because if you come later, to a yeah. team and you say, hey, I got Naylor and I have Owen Miller, they're going to tell you to go fuck yourself. If Maybe you want not. a piece, If you want a legitimate piece that's going to take you to that promised land where you get that flag that flies forever, Naylor... Miller is probably not going to be enough. You're going to have to toss in other guys. You are. I think you are. But I think that, I think that teams that are going to be selling, like for instance, like the Reds, right? Like, I think they realize that they have. Well, they have to ask themselves. They're not going to resign. I and mean, they might resign Bauer. And I mean, it just he's supposedly he's he's claimed that he's just going to do one year deals. So. Right. Um, very ballsy of him, by the way. I I appreciate the gusto and the yeah. confidence in himself, but. Um, I think they have to ask themselves if the Padres say they don't need them, but let's say it's okay, we'll give you Naylor, Miller, and Arias, who I think they would their eyes would light up if, if you throw Arias. And Arias is a valuable piece. Um, I think they'd have to ask themselves, is that more value than what we could get for a comp pick for Bauer? Well, now, Naylor obviously doesn't fit there, but this is hypothetically speaking. Like, our team's going to take guys like Naylor, Miller, uh Arius, you know, these guys that are fairly close or would be in double A or higher. Like, I think Miller, honestly, like if Cronenworth just didn't show up and drone everybody, yeah. um, I think Miller, I, I mentioned him as like a sleeper pick. And Cronenworth came out of nowhere. But 
Uh, I think those guys have value, and I think MLB teams understand that they're kind of in a bind because it's like, yeah, they can hang on to this player and maybe see what happens next year, or they can just get what they can for now and still get... There's still value out there coming out. I just don't think it's going to be... You're not going to see the blockbuster trades. Right? Like We're not going to see the, oh, Renfro and Edwards for fam and this Cronenworth guy. Like You're not going to see that. I don't think. I think it's going to be an interesting offseason just because, you know, again, like you trade for yeah. starting pitcher, trading for yeah. four or five starts if, he, if he's a rental plus postseason. I just look at – It's I, very interesting to see what teams will be willing to give up and what yeah. they won't and to see what teams will be asking for for certain players. And I reference this trade – because uh, I, I don't think that Cincinnati has a lot of leverage. They really don't because they're kind of on the outside. Like, they're not going to catch up to the Cubs first place. Uh. And I want to say, I had it up here a second ago. Let me let me pull up my baseball. You go to baseball reference, you scroll down to the standings, it'll show you the playoff scenario. Right now, Cincy would have to leapfrog the Diamondbacks, the Giants, the Nationals, the Cardinals, and the Padres. Those are all the likeliest. What are the Giants doing in there? The likeliest wild card scenarios. And most of them, the Giants are better than the Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> That's baseball, Eric. Yeah, the Reds are down there, man. Yeah, they're so really they down there. they don't have a lot of leverage. I know he's off to a great start this year for Bauer. Yeah. They don't have a lot of leverage. They're behind Washington, right? They're 11-15, and 15, I believe, going into this week. So they really don't have a lot of leverage. Um, and when I look at it from the Potters' standpoint, the team I think of is like the Brewers when they traded for Sabathia. Right. That was a huge trade for them. You know, Sabathia, I mean, they were already competing, right? They had Ben Sheets, but then they got Sabathia, and people were like, oh, oh, shit. Man, these guys got Sabathia? Oh, my gosh. Like, they're legit contenders now. Um, And I think Bauer would be that here. We already know he's buddy-buddy with Manny. Like, they're boys. Yeah. And uh, Bauer's having the best year of his life. He's probably going to win the Cy Young Award, which is his life. If if anybody's ever read MVP Machine, he's featured heavily in that. That is his lifelong goal. Is it? To tell everybody. Yeah, because he wasn't an athletic guy at all. They. He's been doubted his whole life. That's his whole goal is to win the Cy Young, to basically tell everybody to shove it. I knew I was good the whole time. Um, Let me give you a trade idea. Let's hear it. Before, it's probably we, terrible. we got to get the Padre Twitter segment going, too, probably in the next 10 before minutes or so. But, uh, yeah, and there's a lot of calls today, so I don't mm-hmm. know if we're going to take all of them or not. I don't know. But uh, I'm going to throw a trade idea out there. You'll probably think it's dumb, and I'm sure you'll give pushback, and you guys listening will probably think it's dumb as well, and you we'll can let me know. if this was an echo chamber, as they say. You can let me know at... Miserable SD fan, what you think about this trade? Uh, but I've seen the name mentioned before. The team isn't going anywhere. I think the Padres really need a bullpen piece also. Now, this isn't the best bullpen piece, and it's not even the best bullpen piece that has been mentioned with this particular team. If I'm the Padres, I try to get a package deal to where I call up the Royals, and I see I see what it would take to bring in Whit Merrifield, you can stick him in left. He has a great contract. I think everything, if you look at his underlying numbers and how he gets to his numbers, he fits in great with this team. You get Whit Merrifield, and you get Ian Kennedy. You can put Ian Kennedy right into the bullpen. He was their closer last year. He's not off to a great start this year in the pen. I get that. I understand it. He could be your trademark change of scenery guy. Coming back home? Coming back home. Bring him home, Ian Kennedy. Look at it this way. He hasn't seen the postseason since 2011. Once in his career, he's played in the postseason. He's getting older. He's not getting any younger. Ian Kennedy's not. He's lost a tick on his fastball. Was that the year he won 20 games and I told you he wasn't really that good and you said he should get Cy Young votes anyways? Whatever year it was. (laughs) He's not getting any younger. He wants to chase that ring. 
Think about you bring this guy home. You throw him in the bullpen. He's, you know, maybe he's not the greatest reliever on the team, but guess what? Our relievers suck right now anyways. He can eat up an inning or two if you need it. He's been a starter as as recent as two years ago. He's closed. He can do that. He's, again, you look at his numbers, it doesn't look great, but he had two outings where he got shelled. He gave up six runs. But Ooh. the rest of the year, he's given up five out of nine appearances, I guess. That's what I think. I think you fill a hole in left field. You bring in a guy. The Padres love guys that can play multiple positions. Whit Merrifield is that guy. Whit Merrifield gets on base. Whit Merrifield grinds ABs. He does not chase out of the zone. He does not hit ground balls. He hits line drives. You look at stat cast numbers, that's another guy. His stat cast numbers last year didn't look great, but guess what? He got to a great produced, season. Yeah. And that's how he's doing this year. You look at he's not pulling the shit out of the ball. Guess who looked at fan graphs today? I did. He's not pulling the shit out of the ball. What Whit Merrifield is doing to get to the numbers he's getting at, he's hitting line drives up the middle. He's hitting line drives the other way. He can swipe bags. The Padres love to steal with two outs. They do it all the time. I love it. I love that approach. He has, again, a team-friendly contract. Throw him in left. Next year, you hope and pray for the DH. So you can swap fam. You can swap whatever. He hasn't played a lot of left field. It's been mostly right and center, which he's not great in center. But he can he fine. can play a corner position just fine. I think you bring in Whit Merrifield. I think you bring in a recharged. You bring in a motivated Ian Kennedy. He's a free agent after this season. He's on a big contract, but it's up and it's prorated. So who really cares? The Royals aren't going anywhere. The Royals could really use some quantity if you look at their system, and we have the guys to make that trade. How the hell does that's Merrifield what I want put up to do. these numbers? I'm like baffled, I'm, dude. It doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't, literally doesn't. But he does action, it, and he does it consistently. He's literally like a Punch and Judy wet newspaper bat. If you just look at his Statcast numbers, but he's like OPSing almost, <laughs> almost 900. And he's been that way last year. That's that's who he is. But he somehow gets to the numbers that he gets to. You know what? I thought you were going to go with uh, Rosenthal, uh, Trevor Rosenthal. He's well, he's some... getting a lot of hype, but I'm like... He has eh. not want nothing to do with that guy. I'm like, not... He walks a lot of guys, number one. First of all, I wouldn't hate it. I'm looking at the Ian Kennedy thing as a guy that's going to come home and be motivated. Well, home. He's going to come over here and be motivated for a playoff run. He's from Southern California, I believe. Whatever. <laughs> um, he's going to come back here, and he's lost a tick on his fastball, which is fine. But I really think that... A change of scenery would be great for him. I mean, really what it is is you're just willing to eat Ian Kennedy's contract to get with it's a pro, It's a month of it. Yeah. It's not like he's but, even going to be here next year. But I think, yeah, but I think that's what you sell it to the Royals. Like, exactly. Hey, we'll, we'll take this off you and we'll give you guys some good players. Like, I would, first and foremost, absolutely I would do that trade. Yeah. I don't know how the hell Merrifield gets to his numbers, but like I said, I love stat cast. I love all that stuff. Like, I love the expected stats, but... I care also about production, and at the end of the day, regardless of what his expected stats would be, Merrifield's fine. Like, I mean, he would fit perfectly. I don't know where you bat him in the lineup, honestly, because I don't think you put him in the top three with what they have. So he'd probably bat Well, that's six. fine. They yeah. put Cronenworth, what, six, six? or seven? He's he really he's probably should bat him. Merrifield's a guy, dude, he can lengthen your lineup. If you don't yeah. put him in the top, dude, they're top three right now. Freaking uh, Grisham, uh, Tatis. Grisham, Tatis, and Machado. You're not breaking into that. No. So if you put him down there, maybe in the five, so he gets on base Honestly, in front of Cronenworth, yeah. or put Cronenworth in the five, that really We're lengthens there, but their But then where do you put Will Myers in his like 160 weighted runs? Yeah. Plus. yeah. Basically, why don't we just bat Hedges eighth and 
Merrifield nine. That lengthens the lineup a lot. You yeah. get him for twenty. You get him for next year. You get him the year after that, and you have an I option think the most in twenty twenty three. Ten point five team we'll, option. We'll, we'll, I just had that page up too. He'll be like what thirty five by then. He'd be thirty four. Thirty four. Yeah. So yeah, you. Can yeah, just, he's getting older, but you, you brought in Tommy Pham. Yeah. Tommy Pham's the same age as him right now. Yeah. They're right around the same age. You know what? And I would do that. And I think uh, as far like we keep mentioning the DH, like I cannot. I think that. There's probably like some kind. And we saw how gentleman agreement goes earlier this year, but I do think <laughs> that the idea of bringing in the DH, the extra roster spots like the 28 man now instead of the 26, um, I do think some of these concessions will last to try to keep the peace as they renegotiate uh, for the new CBA. So I think the DH is not going anywhere. I, yeah. I think the union's going to fight for it. I think the ownership is. I think ownerships are fine with it. Um, because it'll at least keep the peace, and it's a concession that both sides agree on. So I think it'd be fine, because then come next year, yeah, you give Tremel a little bit, because let's be honest, like, like you said, these guys aren't playing. Like, Tremel's not playing. Yep. He's not playing right now. And he was, he was good until last year. He was bad last year until we got him. So you give him some more time to develop, and then you have Merrifield up here, um, who's basically right-handed Cronenworth, I don't know how the hell he selects 500. And keep so, in mind, if Tramiel yeah. gets to the point where he's pushing Merrifield off a job, that's a great trade chip. Yeah. You can trade with Merrifield. Or who knows? And you know, fill Tom, another hole. Tommy Pham has been a little injury prone of late. I feel like I want Whit Merrifield so bad that I'm going to have to write an article for EVT. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I feel like that's the only place I've seen Merrifield talk. Only, on if, EVT. You, only if you include a poll of Read them daily. who's the better president, Obama or Trump. <laughs> I, I need that clickbait. Yeah, that's on there every time. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. But uh, nonetheless, um, no, I, I would do that trade. And I, I think you pitch it as, we will eat whatever Ian Kennedy's got left on his contract and take over. And they would still get quality. You're yeah. going to have to give up quality to get yeah. Merrifield at that you know, price. If they asked for, like, Naylor, I would I would do that. Or Miller. Uh, Miller would probably be a good fit just because of what they're losing. But yeah, if, if they're asking, like, Arias, I would probably trade. I would. Arius. I have yeah. no need for Arius. He's all, he was also single A. So yeah. you, know, you also have to think, like, he's getting to a point where he's going to have to be put on, if he's not already. I don't know if he's on the 40-man now, but um, he's getting to a point where, you know, it's going to be shit or get off the pot. So, yeah, I think that's a good trade. I thought you were going to go with Solaire and nah. uh, Rosenthal. I mean, I would, I would like I would I love like those Solaire. Guys. I would like those guys. The problem is you really have to hope there's a DH next year. The thing, the thing is also, and, uh, fam. like, the bullpen... This last series against Houston? Oh. They did pretty good. Let me throw this idea out at you. I brought it up in the Mad Friars that I don't know if you saw it, but the bullpen did look better. Javi Guerra, man. Good for you, Javi. Yeah. Good for I did like that Tingler pumped him up before he took him off the, out the game. I thought that was good. Yeah, you know, that was we've, good. We've heard a lot about Guerra struggling and, you know, finally finding his, his emotional, mental footing as a pitcher. and That was a step-up game for him, man. Because he's, he's basically learning on the job. People forget, you know, David Jay was – Randomly following Padre players around, trying to get autographs and take pictures for uh, for other websites, and uh, just happened to see him throwing. So, uh, you know, he really hasn't been pitching like that long. And then when you factor in that, yeah, he came up, he had last year pretty much. He's missed all this year, sans July, right. and maybe the month and three weeks they're in spring training. So, um, good for him. But you're right. I look at the bullpen, and I think you know, yeah, we have all these bumps like Pierce Johnson, like he had like a bad outing. But for the most part, he's been he's looked pretty good. Strom's been great. Pomeranz has been great, but he's hurt. I think yeah. Pagan uh, Tingler has mentioned he's been throwing hurt, which makes sense. That sucks, his, dude. His velocity <laughs> it would make sense. His yeah. velocity is that like I look at like Pondre's have an elite bullpen on the DL or about to be on the DL. <laughs> it's yeah. Insane. Yeah, we're gonna have a, a, an elite elite uh, uh, urgent care bullpen. Let me yeah. tell you. But I think 
I like the way that Tingle handled it yesterday. Where he just went straight to Patino on Morahone Day. I think he should have done that the first time uh, instead of Guerra. But yep. uh, honestly, I think if you just say, okay, they need to figure out the fight. Like, if you're going to have Morahone be an opener or like a swing starter, you've got to commit. And I would say just do what they did last year when they had him against the Cubs. Just commit to Cal and say these two are they're, – they're, they're, uh, they're uh, piggybacking. You know, we're going to have Morahone go through the lineup at least one time. Uh, hopefully two or three innings, and then we're going to bring Cal in. And just go that route. Because I think um, that or try to pick up a five-starter. Or bring up Gore. What are we waiting for? Just bring Gore up and give him the five spot. And then I think if you do that, and then you take Quantrill, who's pitched well enough out of the pen, um, you take Morahone, bring Lucchese back up, and then you put Patino back there, those are your four guys to bridge the gap to get to Strom and hopefully... Pomeranz and a healthier Pagan I think, or a Guerra. I think what helps out the bullpen a lot is the pitching staff, the starting rotation going a little bit deeper in the game. Yes. Give them that rest. Also, what's going to help them a lot Davies is... Davies came up huge. Big time. And what is also going to help them is they have a few off days, so they're not going to have to use those bullpen days, yeah. which... They've been great in the bullpen games. I don't think they lost one. I think they're 3-0 in bullpen yeah, games. Yeah, looked really great. good after settling. It, it has been, but that's taxing on them. That's yeah. taxing on them on a bullpen that's already being taxed because your starters don't necessarily throw that far into the game unless they're Zach Davies. So I think that's going to help. I think a combination of that, a combination of not having or having those days off and not having those bullpen days are going to help the bullpen be rested. And a rested bullpen is a good bullpen most of the time. Yes. Most of the time. So that's why I think, like, I don't think you need to go all out and get like this big time reliever. I think you can I add think, an extra arm. I think a guy like Kennedy would be enough. I think a guy Kennedy like Kennedy and other things that happen with with the team. Is there a reason just said, Luke Casey wouldn't play well out of the pen? I, uh, I mean, that, uh, and then so and on top of that, right? Like we used to talk about roles, right? Like of course I'm the contrarian. I think you know, hey, you just tell a guy to get the ball and go strike somebody out, right? Right? And you're more like, oh, you know, it helps to have a role. If you told these, if you told Morahone, Patino. Like you bring, let's say they bring Gore up because I don't know what the hell they're waiting for, but let's say they bring Gore up and say, you know what, he's ready, he's stretched out. We're gonna give him the five spot. I forgot fucking Baez is in there, and you just have yeah. Baez, Patino, Morahone, and Quantrill. You guys are the bullpen aces. Like we're gonna bring you in. You're not gonna throw more than two innings tops, but it's basically gonna be one inning. Just go out there and rock and fire. Just you know, throw in the heater, gas it out. You know, for one inning. Do you think like I? I feel like if we did that instead. Like, we wouldn't really have to go out and go get, like, trade, even if it's just quantity, right? Like, we wouldn't have to to lessen the system to go get a reliever. Because relievers are really volatile, right? Like, I remember the Red Sox trading for Gagne when Gagne was making a comeback. And he stunk. Yeah. He was awful when he went to Boston, right? So, you don't know. And you don't know. I can't remember who said it. It might have been on MLB Network. It might have been John Hart, maybe, who mentioned it. But they're like, yeah, you know, when... The problem with trading for relievers midseason is um, you don't know how many times they got up in the bullpen and threw 30 or 40 pitches only to sit down and then get back up. Like, it's a ticking time bomb. You don't know how that pitcher has been used other than his game logs. You don't know how many times he got hot only to cool back down. And that does have an effect on you. That is wear and tear. So God knows what you're getting when you get a reliever. Unless he's just an absolute... It's like you're not getting Chapman, right? Like we're not getting, yeah. you know, mid-decade Kimbrel. You know, you're, Hater. You're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're getting... You Jersey know, sales would, would spike in Ramona. <laughs> Indeed they I'm would. Saying. Indeed they would. Yeah. Uh, you might get like a free oil change or something with that if we get him. Yeah. But, get uh, your tires rotated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
They got tires out that they were just rotating horse hooves. Yep, yep, yeah. they sure do. Yeah, so <laughs> you had a free tire iron with every yeah. purchase. But, let's, so, let's get to this Padre Twitter Yeah, let's segment. go, let's go. So we, we have a lot of uh, <laughs> voicemails that, that came in. Can you pull up the thread? Because I don't really think yeah. anyone comments on the thread anymore, which I love. Thank you for that. Well, I got a couple questions from the thread. If you guys want, well, fuck the people on the thread. They should call. I put the phone number right there. So... <laughs> If you guys are listening, you're not on Twitter, 619-354-9669. Again, 619-354-969-NICE. Uh, call us at any point in time. Leave us a voicemail. Uh, we'll play it on the podcast. Uh, let's go. The first one that we have here, let's see. Hey, guys. This is uh, Nicholas McCann, at Nicholas underscore McCann on Twitter, and I'm also the host of the Cat Face podcast. Uh, just want to say congratulations to you guys for also getting nominated in the best local podcast category for the San Diego Reader. <laughs> I'm really happy for you guys. You guys are doing a great show, and um, we're glad to be nominated too. I, my question is of the of the non nominated Padres podcast. Who do you think has the best chance of getting over the hump next year to join the rarefied air that we <laughs> found ourselves in? I mean, I, I don't feel competitive with you guys, but I just want to know who you think is, some of the up-and-comers are who might actually get validated next year. All right, I'll hang up and listen. Bye. <laughs> Nick McCann wants to know, uh, who is the up-and-comer? Who will be nominated next year at the Pottery Podcast? Shout, I'll let you go first. Yeah, shout-out to McCann, by the way. We guessed on his show. We were guests uh, one time yes, a long we were. time ago. Yeah. Um, you know I what? love Nick, dude. He's so funny. He's so great. If you haven't seen Nick's videos, his noir videos. Uh, we the, need more. Yeah, we need more number Nick one, McCann we need more. Number two. The Tatis smashing his thumb into the uh, oh, door. Too. <laughs> I would love for that to be retweeted. I randomly looked for that, I yeah. feel like, <laughs> a month ago. That I looked the, for it from time to time. And that just, and the uh, pistol paddock in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. dude. dude. <laughs> like everyone, everyone on there with their fancy, fancy effects, their fancy yeah. video effects, sound effects, rap music behind all their videos. No, no, no. You don't need that. Nick's Follow Nick McCann's role. Making masterpieces. By far the Ex- funniest videos that I see on there, The dude. Chris Nolan of Padres Twitter videos, I think. So who's the next up-and-coming uh, Padre podcast that will be featured because, on the next year? Only because I'm waiting for the Padres to actually come through on one of these uh, bets where I'm going to get myself a free Tatis jersey. Uh-huh. I'm going to have to say the other guys we've guest hosted with, the Bluntly Boys. Stay blunt. Padres. <laughs> Bluntly uh, Padres. You know what? I like that call, and you son of a bitch. That was going to be my exact call. Yeah, go and you know why? Have you ever opened up uh, an issue from San Diego Reader? Yes. You have to scroll CBD through. CBD. You have to scroll through Mania. 69 medical marijuana ads <laughs> to get through a single article in the San Diego Reader. Yes. So if Bluntly Padres isn't on there now, I don't know what the fuck How is going on. they're not the podcast of the San Diego Reader. They should have been on there, dude. There's no doubt about it. Bluntly yeah. Padres is is uh, my choice for sure. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Mayor Ramona once again. And I got a quick question for Eric. Hey, for the trade deadline, I was thinking we go out and get our future closer, uh, Nate Vincent. Hell of an arm. I think we should throw everything at him and see what we can get for him or see what we can give up for him. All right, guys. Well, have a great party. And uh, I got to go. Got a hot date with my cousin tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Mayor of Ramona wants Nick Vincent. I was once told that guy was told to uh, don't be upset. He'd have us some spaghetti. (laughs) But uh, Nick Vincent. Nick 
Vincent, that soft, soft tossing, tossing turd. Yeah, soft yes. tossing turd, for uh, sure. No, we, Eric and I, for those that don't know, we had a bit where Dale Thayer, we made up this idea that Dale Thayer did not like Nick Vincent because Dale Thayer threw really hard but never got any innings. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Vincent would go there smoking mirrors his way into innings and only got to throw because he was a San Diego boy. Yep, soft tosser, for uh, sure. I worked with Nick Vincent's niece, he se- or his aunt. He seems like a very nice man, but I don't want that soft tossing turd anywhere near yeah. him. Yeah, nope, no siri. I don't want Nick Vincent anywhere near him. So, uh, and Tamara now- Ramona, I would not trade... Two uh, Jiffy Lube Expresses. <laughs> nope. For Nick Vincent. I, I would not trade anything for Nick Vincent either. And if you guys are listening to this podcast, you made it this far. Thank you for that. Make sure if you need any piece of real estate whatsoever, if you need to live anywhere, we all need to live somewhere. If you're ready to buy, it's a great market to buy. Make sure you contact our pal at AF Mazone, Andrew Mazone. It's not Caldwell a bit. Caldwell Banker. It's not a bit. Listen, guys, I'm in the locker room. I, I gotta be really quiet about this. You gotta help me. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry. This is my trout. I gotta get the fuck out of here. You gotta get me down there. I I, I don't know how how you guys can pull it. Talk to your people. I, I, I fuck. Jill's coming. <laughs> That was Mike Trout from the locker room saying to help him get the fuck out. Joe is coming. <laughs> yeah, did you see uh, that Mike Trout quote earlier? I love Fernando Tatis. You know. Uh, that uh, the Cronenworth guy's good. Yeah. Of course, I love Manny Machado. I hate my life. <laughs> yep. Yep. He uh, something yeah. along those lines. I mean, I guess we'll take my trout. That's yeah. I mean, that's why fine. not? I mean, I guess we can move Grisham. I over. can't wait. I saw some chatter today on the time on the timeline about oh, Padres should trade for Mike Trout, and I know a lot of it's a bit. I mean, it's an off day. We need to get through it somehow. Yeah. But I can't wait until the person that's actually serious is like, oh, God, they want Tremel and Gabe Arias for him? <laughs> oh, I don't know if I'd include Patino in that. Can I we, can't wait can for we that. pitch in fam just for the money? Yeah, dude. Yeah, you got to offset that money. Maybe they'll take on Will Myers' contract. <laughs> I can't wait. Because you know it's coming. You know it's coming. What's up, fuckers? This is at the real Austin Hedges, and I just want to say, Eric, shut your fucking mouth about me. I'm tired of your bullshit. I'm hitting bombs left and right out here. And, and, um, uh, 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 feels good, mom. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Austin Edges, in the midst of, uh, coitus with his mother, <laughs> called in to tell me to shut my fucking mouth about him. Coitus, huh? You know, I will say, uh, I will say that, uh, Austin. His haircut's ha- terrible. Let me just. Let it's me just terrible. The button has become unbuttoned. Because he's been hitting a little bit, which by his standards is fine. I also and, uh, want to point out that he is clearly, clearly an advocate and a uh, buyer and customer of Manscaped. Clearly, also rep by our very own Stephen Woods. Yeah. Uh, but clearly, because in that COVID picture he dropped, <laughs> he was completely clean. Yeah. And now suddenly he has chest hair popping out of his tank top. Dude, again, I mentioned earlier about getting the scoring notifications before the pitch. Every time I hear it, boop. I look down when Austin Hedges is up. I'm like, God, no. <laughs> Unless he hedges, hits a two-run homer. I'm like, God damn it. Rest in peace, your mentions. Yeah, it's going to be just terrible. I know it. Howdy, y'all. This is Texas Governor Gregory Abbott. I just want to say that after this past week, pretty sure that was the declaration of war. So uh, we're going to go ahead and Send some troops over. We're gonna take out that Fernando Tatis fella, that Manny Machado. 
He ain't gonna be hustling anymore after that. <laughs> we still bitch about the Alamo, but ooh, this is gonna be something that we remember a lot longer than that. Wow. Fuck you guys. Oh, wow. wow, Texas Governor Greg Abbott is pissed. He's gonna send uh, send uh, unidentified officers and unmarked vehicles to take out Machado <laughs> and uh, Tatis. He views that as a declaration of war. Whoa, man, you know, uh, bring it. Yeah. Right? I don't know what else to say other than bring it. Apparently, like bread in the oven, the Texas shall rise. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, Texas, yeah, sure. Hey, you sons of bitches, especially you, Dan. Especially you, Eric. Fuck you guys. <laughs> That's the one that I put on Twitter. Dude, I was sitting there. So this came in August 14th, 8 a.m. August 8 a.m.? 8 a.m. Are you even awake? Yeah, I'm awake. I'm getting ready for work. I'm sitting there, and I get the notification, Google Voice, and I look, and it, it transcribes the messages. Sure. And I see, hey, sons of bitch, and then all the stars. Especially you, Dan, but especially you, Eric. <laughs> Fuck you guys. And I'm like, bro, it's like... It's like Thursday <laughs> at 8 a.m. Like, what the hell is going on here? So, uh, that, I can't tell you how fucking hard that shit made me laugh. It was just, it was phenomenal. Yo, Eric. It's, uh, it's Tim. Timmy Hill, your favorite reliever. <laughs> and since you're, I know you're such a big fan, I thought I would give you an insight into how I warm up before, before I come out of the bullpen. Oh God. So usually what I do is I pull out my phone and I start masturbating <laughs> in a sidearm motion to roll the O'Donnell videos every time. Goodbye, Eric. Tim Hill, <laughs> masturbate sidearm. Well, he's been before coming out to Rosie O'Donnell videos. Sidearm. <laughs> he's uh, he's been looking better of late outside of that time where he got scared by hedges. Yeah. Those videos have been working, Tim Hill. Keep yes. it up, and thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure you vote in San Diego, <laughs> San Diego local podcast reader poll. Hey guys, it's Robert, uh, formerly known as Shrimp at ISIS Disliker at Kinsey Vegas. Now laying low. Um, I want to talk about the bullpen a bit. They've looked a lot better, which is good. I still think they need to add the arm, regardless of whether or not Pomeranz comes back. But I'm not too worried moving forward, especially towards the postseason, because you have to consider the rotation is probably going to shrink to three with Davies, Lamette, and Paddock. Even if Garrett Richards deserves it more, depending on how things shake out, uh, I don't think they're going to take playoff reps from a 24-year-old starter with four years of team control. So then you have guys like Morahone who can air it out for an inning at like 100 with movement and throw in that knuckle change that he's shown he can throw for a straight. And then you also have Cal Quantrill in the defined role, who that dude hasn't got enough credit. He's got a sub three ERA. He started games, especially long relief after an opener. He's coming in the ninth. He's gotten saves. So I'm not too worried about the bullpen. I want to know what you guys think about it, uh, especially once they have those on for the time once uh, once the postseason starts. Thanks. So our boy. Hey, that's your boy. That's your oh, Rasa. Yeah. That's your Rasa. Uh, oh, I only got four hours. Compadre of there. Devin wants to know what you think about the bullpen. Oh, wait. Wait. Actually, first, he had a follow-up. Hang on. Oh. This is give me Tatis. Oh, whoops. Give me more hedges at bats. He just needs a few more reps. Just give in to him. Please. Jesus Christ. I don't know how that played. No, hedges isn't getting any more reps. This was Devin's follow-up also. 
Hey guys, Dan again. One quick thing I forgot. Um, fuck Barstool Sports. Fuck Kevin Clancy. They can both fucking suck my ass. <laughs> Devin says fuck Barstool Sports. Yes. Barstool Sports and the, the Stoolies got fuck Devin. those guys. Got him murked again on yeah, Twitter. Again. Don't yeah. worry. The man of shrimp is alive and well. Just not on Twitter. <laughs> Dude, when I saw him drop that Kilvio Vergas <laughs> handoff. <laughs> he was uh, a little behind the scenes for you, Eric. Padre Rasa Twitter. Oh, my God. He was, uh, he was experimenting with some names, but the Kilvio Vergas one happened to land really well in the thread, and uh, that's what he ended up running with. But, yes, absolutely perfect that dude that was fantastic yeah when i saw that i lost my shit uh, about the bullpen i mean again I, I don't i really don't think just because of the way the schedule set up and and i think that the starting pitchers you know hopefully the second uh they're starting the a little month, bit stretched out now i think they're gonna yeah. get stretched out i think the bullpen's fine in their legs and i don't think you need a stud i think a guy like ian kennedy would do so yeah i agree and yeah. i think having patino and, and Quantrill in there is is a good idea yeah i do too so i think there's one more let's play this one see Hi, this is Molly Nancaro Arnold. I'm just calling to kindly ask that you cease and desist from stealing bits from the Ben and Wood show. That would be great. Okay, thanks. Wear a mask. Go Padres. So here's what here's what happened on that. Well, if, look, I'm, well, if I'm well, putting all this there, together. If, if you can, because uh, I'm by your window and your AC's on, so I'm not hearing everything. So, so that was Miss Nancaro Arnold, I believe. <laughs> this is Corey's wife. Stealing Woods's wife's bit to tell us to stop stealing bits that Woods and Ben stole from us. <laughs> that's like some Inception shit right there yeah. that's going on. I am so. very. We're, uh, I mentioned Chris Nolan earlier, but my gosh. <laughs> oh man, I, I are think, we like time travel now? Like the new movie Tenant that he's coming out with it, to try to figure out who's Inception? And... Yeah, I think we'll go ahead and end it there. So next huh. week, next week, um, maybe tell maybe. us. <laughs> Yeah, to be determined. So we'll see if they make a move. I hope they make a move. Let me know what you guys think about that trade deal because I was thinking about that all day. And, and you I know think, what? I like it because I think you thought I thought I was going to. Sh- I think you were under I the know, impression I, know you I was going to shit on it. I, I know you look at the Merrifield Statcast. I said it last year. Like, I wasn't yeah, particularly. I don't know. Yeah. But but he produces. I can't. I can't say anything. Like it's like it'd be fun. like with Yelich, right? Like Yelich was kind of the opposite of Hosmer. Like yeah, they're both ground ball machines. Yeah. But Yelich was actually consistently productive. And Hosmer wasn't. We love you now, Papa. It's okay. We do. It's okay. In fact, uh, we have that uh, something something for light-colored half-Hispanics. I don't know. That's Devin if you can find him. But uh, I like your Merrifield trade. I'd go with that. Yeah, well, let me know what you guys think. At Miserable SD Fan, he's at 5.5 Dan. Uh, 5.5, or excuse me, at 5.5 Podcast for the podcast. A reminder for everyone before you leave, uh, thank you so much to San Diego Reader. It's truly an honor to be included amongst, amongst such uh, great local podcasts. Make sure you guys go to com, pull up that poll, and uh, vote for the Kept Faith. I just saw that if we win, we actually get to do the ribbon cutting for the reopening of the Greyhound that goes five blocks from uh, downtown to Tijuana. Well, I, I very much look forward to that. And again, make sure you guys vote for the Kept Faith, and uh, we might see you guys next week. We're out of here.